Hi there, and welcome to the podcast, Lifting the Veil. I'm your host, Noelle Cellini. In this episode, yes, I'm talking about staying healthy when traveling to Italy. That's, of course, what I'm referring to when I say staying healthy in the land of pasta, pizza, and risotto. But even if you're not traveling to Italy, even if you're not traveling anywhere at all and just living your life and your glorious home, this is meant to be just kind of good general health and wellness tips all around, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, traveling or not. Now, there are going to be, of course, about two things that I do do and don't do, specifically at an airport or on an airplane, but everything else is meant to serve as inspiration of things that just keep kind of my energy, my energy levels high, my body feeling good, not feeling sluggish. You know, how many times have people been on a vacation and said, oh my gosh, I need a vacation from my vacation and that can be very easy to do and and feel like you need some recovery after that but if I do these these specific uh, steps or these wellness tips I find that I can pretty much travel anywhere even if it's someplace that has very sticky items which is what I'm referring to when I talk about pasta pizza and risotto I find that I can literally just skate by and I'm no worse for the wear. I don't need a vacation, health, wellness, mentally, all that stuff from my vacation. So as always, I hope you will find this inspiring. And thanks again for tuning in. All right, I'm going to list off what I have in my notes are the definite things that I always take when I'm traveling. And I'm going to list it off so that you don't have to listen to the whole podcast. Um, Of course, then I'm going to expand on them and dive into them a little bit more. But the very, very, very first thing that I take with me when traveling, when I know I'm going somewhere, and I have to say it because it really is the truth. I know you may feel like, well, Noelle, I don't really have access to that. The very first thing I take is a colon powder. And this is a specific mix of things. It is from my naturopath. And as a side note, while I may say, okay, well, you don't have access to it, but actually you do. Uh, My naturopath and I, since 2017, have offered an online cleansing course every spring. Now in 2023, it is open till March 26, uh, 2023, and you will get a customized colon powder. You will also get the 18-day liver parasite cleanse. She will do an iridology consultation for you. You'll send pictures of your eyes, which will show her what to put in the colon powder. It will show her what kind of diet recommendations to give you. Um, Mine was things like I needed sea veggies because I needed more iodine. I needed more lentils and beans because I needed more fiber for for, uh, colon health. And I needed more berries because those berries are the, the, out of all the fruits, they're the highest in fiber. So again, I really needed to increase my intake of fiber. So very simple diet recommendations. It wasn't this big whole thing of I want you making this and doing this. And as a side note, my naturopath is not vegan. So it's not like she's going to make you do this or eat this or not eat that. She may say, yes, ease up on the meat or not as much dairy or pastries, but it's not <laughs> it's not a one size fits all kind of thing. She's just going with what shows up in your iridology. Now, this um, again, I'm still going to list everything off, but I, the colon powder specifically is uh, super important because 
we have to remember that the first thing to react, to constrict under stress, any kind of stress, stress from travel, of course, stress in just daily life, is the, is the gut, is the colon. It's not the lungs. It's not the heart. It's not the spleen. It is the colon. So when we think about it, constipation is like a million dollar business. We also know, as my naturopath has shared in the very first episode she was on my podcast where we talked about gut and colon hydrotherapy, that the, the number one side effect of all medications, whether over-the-counter or, or more prescription-based, is constipation. So, and think about it, when people are stressed, even though for me, particularly, even though I am going back to Italy now quite often, so I'm going back to the same hotel in Milan that I've been going to since 2014, I'm going back to the same now Castello, this uh, castle in, in, a, in, a, in the countryside of Italy, even though I know what to expect, even though I know who's going to be there, I know what restaurants are close by. I know what my room is going to be like, my accommodations. You're still under stress. You're still maybe worried about getting to your plane on time, if your luggage is going to arrive, making sure you get a cab, getting there, traffic, all that kind of stuff. So travel especially, we know, is stressful. Hence, bringing the colon powder I take it every day and I'll get more into that, but it helps kind of bind to toxins, keep things moving, keep you regular, and of course, repair the lining of the gut. Now, I'll get more into that, but that is without a doubt, I have to be honest and share with you what's on my list, but that really is as soon as I know I'm going somewhere. Even um, last year, I went somewhere in the U.S. and I was just driving somewhere. It wasn't a big, you know, go to an airport. I was I was uh, going somewhere almost for like four or five days. I took the colon powder because I didn't know what I was going to be eating. I didn't know what restaurants were around. I brought some of my own stuff because I was kind of staying in a cabin, but I still brought the colon powder to mix into a juice or a smoothie or water if there's nothing else available daily. So the colon powder, number one. Um, second, actually, is also something from my naturopath, but I have to be truthful here. And it is, as always, always truthful. It is uh, the tincture from the liver parasite cleanse. Now, there are two things you take on the liver parasite cleanse. This is the same cleanse I may have brought up by uh, someone called uh, Holda Clark. She's not around anymore, but she wrote the two books, The Cure for All Cancers and the cure for all diseases. And it's about parasites. She devoted her life to studying the cycle of parasites, what kills the parasitic eggs, what kills the older parasites, how they live, how they hide out in the body, what they do, what them releasing their garbage and waste and, you know, internal gases and all this stuff does to the human body, the cravings. We know that's associated with definitely craving sweets and sweet things because they thrive on sweet food. They don't like bitter stuff. Um, you take two things with the colon, with, I'm sorry, the liver parasite cleanse. One is ground clove capsules to kill the parasitic eggs. And then this tincture with wormwood, black walnut, and some other herb kills the older parasites. Now, I don't take the whole cleanse kit with me. My naturopath told me many years ago, if you're traveling, you need the colon powder and the tincture. And those two things, without a doubt, hands down are the first things to go into my suitcase. So I'm taking the tincture. It's not a, 
I'm not cleansing. I'm not taking the whole kit. I'm just taking the tincture because again, you're traveling. You don't have control over how things are washed, what you're doing. You're eating out a lot more than prepping your own stuff. So you're taking it because you're just a little bit more prone perhaps than your own so to speak, secure surroundings of picking up parasites. But remember, let's remember here as a side note that parasites are nothing to be feared. The ancients would always cleanse. They knew that parasites are just part of this big, beautiful earth. Remember, we deworm our pets, but not ourselves. That to me is very backwards. Um, The ancients would always cleanse. Uh, They would always use some sort of parasite cleansing. And Again, you don't get them just from traveling. It's not because I travel internationally or to Mexico or India or places that aren't as, so to speak, you know, as sanitary um, as places maybe here in the U.S., but it's just you get it from petting a dog. If you eat sushi, you definitely have parasites. Everybody does. If you're eating dinner while watching TV or scrolling through your phone, you're not making enough stomach acid to kill parasites. If you're not washing fruits and veggies with some sort of acid and just washing it under the sink and brushing the celery, you didn't get off any of the parasites or the harmful bacteria. You just pushed it around. You need an acid to kill it. So you're picking up parasites from um, patting a dog, from walking barefoot on the earth, from living on this earth, from touching a light switch, from um, eating sushi, from eating stressed and not, you know, mindfully it's just, again, part of in, on produce that isn't washed properly. It's just part of life. It should be as regular as other people pull out sweaters in the fall and maybe, you know, white jeans in the spring. I pull out white jeans in the spring, but I also ask my naturopath for a liver parasite cleanse. I pull out sweaters in the autumn, and then I ask my naturopath, it's six months later, for another liver parasite cleanse. So this is what we need to get back to versus just thinking that parasites don't exist. Uh, So first things in my suitcase are colon powder, tincture, those two things you will get as part of the cleansing course uh, because the colon and the liver are the two most important detoxification, drainage, elimination pathways in the body and in that order. Colon is number one, liver is number two. Uh, So colon powder, tincture, Uh, go with me in my suitcase. The other thing definitely is I take a grounding wristband with me. I can take the mat that's on my bed and I'll get into this just trying to list it off here for you so you can write it down quickly. Uh, The mat on my bed is very very thin. It's even thinner than a yoga mat, thinner than a towel, but it's wrapped around my bed. It's got all these straps on it so I just take the wristband. That's actually easier just to throw into you know my carry-on or my suitcase or whatever. Definitely take grounding because, you know, you're surrounded with Wi-Fi at an airport, even Wi-Fi on a plane, it's swirling around and grounding will, you will find immediately sink you to the time zone that you are at. Yes, you can also just go outside and put your bare feet on the earth, but sometimes you're going someplace where there's snow on the ground and you don't really want to put your bare feet on snow or when I went to Dubai. Dubai is in the middle of nowhere. There isn't really much land (laughs) to, it's a concrete jungle, to put my feet on the earth. So I do find that when I'm especially returning, especially returning from someplace further away, like like Europe to the U.S., 
uh, versus someplace like California, New York isn't as much of a time difference. But especially when it's a bigger time difference, like this is seven hours difference between Chicago and Italy. Uh, obviously, you spend more time on a plane than that. But as, as long as I then when I come back, I used to find it harder to get acclimated. It would take me about a week. The amount of time zones that you crossed over, so to speak, would take me that many days to get acclimated. Ever since I've been using a grounding mat, I don't need, I only need one night on my mat and that's it. I don't spend six more days then being tired at three in the afternoon or feeling like I want to go to sleep. I am immediately synced up to the time zone that I'm in with grounding either doing it physically with the earth or doing it through a grounding mat or grounding wristband. And this is in the book, Earthing, The Most Important Health Discovery Ever by Clint Ober, which introduced me to grounding many years ago and why I got a mat. So I take a wristband, colon powder, the tincture from the liver parasite cleanse, EMF protection, I'll get into this, and obviously opting out of the body scanners at the airport. I've been doing this for probably almost a long time, 10 years maybe. I've never had an issue. It's always been fine. Uh, you just have to wait a little bit longer while they yell, female assist, and somebody has to come over and, you know, give you basically a pat down. Um, but there's a reason I don't do the body scanners. It's too much, uh, too much radiation and definitely not needed. Um, so EMF protection, I'll talk about what I do for that outside of the grounding wristband, things that I wear on my body daily, as well as opting out of the body scanners at the airport. And then also, um, some other things definitely don't drink any tea or coffee on an airplane because the water that they use is very, very, very questionable. There's some um, studies and articles done about how 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 dirty those tanks are that the water is. So just don't you know buy bottled water in the airport if you really want something. Um, don't but don't do the tea or coffee uh, on an airplane. And then again, I'm kind of glossing over some of these. There's a little bit more I'm going to go into depth. The other one is uh, lavender essential oil. This is definitely one thing I immediately put in my suitcase. And this is because when my naturopath gave me some of these tips many years ago, she said there's only one airline that actually filters their air. Every every other airline, it's only just, it's recycled. It's not actually filtered. So she said to apply lavender essential oil on the nostrils of your nose every two hours. So this way you are killing off some of that bacteria. Now, lavender essential oil as a side note, it's kind of a universal, we consider it kind of the universal essential oil for the human body, meaning rose is, and rose essential oil is like the, one of the high, it's one of the highest vibrational plants on the planet. I think there's a tree that vibrates higher than rose, but rose outside of that is the highest vibrational plant on this planet. Now, rose is great. It's definitely a very high vibe, but that means it doesn't really resonate um, doesn't with the organs of the human body. Whereas if you look at the frequency of the organs of the human body, they actually more resonate and correspond with lavender essential oil. This is why it's referred to as kind of the, um, what else, what did I, how did I describe it before? Kind of the, the baseline kind of universal, there it is, the universal essential oil. And who I haven't found anybody who doesn't like lavender essential oil. So it's not when I take it, take it out every two hours, people are turning around and giving me, you know, 
<clears throat> Seinfeld vibes, like the half stare, the half turnaround of what are you doing? What does that smell? It's lavender. It smells great. Uh, so I t- definitely take that. And I'll go into some other um, few just quick uh, sanitizer things. And then um, I take a ginger tincture. Without a doubt, I keep this right on hand with the lavender essential oil. Ginger, I've talked about before, is helps pull mucus out of the body. It's very warming. It's antimicrobial, antibacterial. Um, maybe not antibacterial. Don't quote me on that. I think it's <laughs> antibacterial. And it's just a really great, as we know, we would take it every day in TCM, traditional Chinese medicine. So I take a tincture that I can just put three drops on my tongue and it just immediately is very warming and um, and lovely, um, a really great health thing for the body. And then I can make a tea out of it later if I want to. So ginger is something I always, and this is an easy way to travel with it. You could take it obviously in other forms. I just find it's a little tincture. I order from a woman in New York uh, TCM practitioner and I just I take it daily at home and then I um, take it with me when I travel without a doubt and then the two remaining items I have in the list are a squatty potty I don't actually take one with me and I'll describe it and if you know the squatty potty then you know it's something that just helps you make sure that you're eliminating properly um, kind of once you have one you kind of don't want to be without one I don't have a travel one. I just use whatever is around when I'm traveling. Like usually there's a little garbage pan or garbage um, bin next to the toilet. So I'll use that to put my knees on or put my feet on so that your knees are elevated. So again, you can eliminate correctly, but there are um, travel squatty potties, which I would recommend. I just don't use the weight in my suitcase for that, but it's on my list of things that are essential for traveling. Remember, it's all about that gut health. Remember, all disease begins and ends in the gut. The colon must be cleared before any disease can be reversed, which leads me to the last point, but is actually really the absolute first thing I do. Before I put in the colon powder from my naturopath, before I pack in the tincture from my naturopath, before I pack in my grounding wristband and my lavender essential oil and my cooling pendant for um, EMF protection and organite is I book a colon hydrotherapy session for when I get back. Whether I'm traveling for five days or five weeks, as soon as I book that flight, I am also booking a session with my colon hydrotherapist, which is basically, yes, colonics. The very first episode my naturopath was on with me on my podcast was about colon hydrotherapy. We then did a follow-up episode, Gut Health is Everything. Um, I've shared somebody's story recently on Instagram. She is somebody I follow who does, you know, iridology consultations. She does detox protocols for people. And she shared her story about how she was 22 and was basically like bedridden. She couldn't even get up to take a shower. She said, her go to the kitchen and make a sandwich. She just, um, had all these ailments, you know, every avenue had failed to her and what allowed her to heal was detoxification. And this is what I've talked about. Uh, If you've followed me or are maybe new here, welcome. But um, food is powerful. Herbs are powerful. But we can't just always intake all the time. The needle on our health, on our wellness, will not move until we 
get things out, until we cleanse, until we incorporate some sort of detoxification. Why? Because what's going on in the mental, emotional arena is we're finally letting go. We're letting go of fears, of veils, of old habits, of old beliefs, of relationships, of careers, of jobs, of people that don't serve us anymore. And then the physical body will follow. The needle on your health journey will not move, will only move so far until you incorporate some sort of cleansing detoxification is the name of the game. So I've said before, we can have the greenest powders, we can have the most glorious, beautiful, cleanest plants and supplements, things from your own garden, you could just eat sprouts all day, which is totally living food packed with so much power and nutrients, as they're pushing their way through this little seed to become these glorious. I have some alfalfa sprouts sitting on my counter right now. And I just finished some radish ones the other day. They're my favorite. It's grow them in a little mason jar. So I can grow them in a city environment. Anybody can. But even if we're eating all this living food and amazing, beautiful supplements and tinctures and herbal stuff, it doesn't matter if the parasites are getting it first. If the gunk on the colon wall is preventing us from absorbing it, Detoxification is the name of the game. Drainage precedes supply. So even though I am, yes, I'll be traveling, going to Italy, and I'm going to eat as as well as I can, there is going to be some pasta and some pizza in there and some risotto. But I am getting on that colon hydrotherapy when I get back. Even if I'm going somewhere for five days, maybe I go to California for five days. Okay, a land where there's a lot of health health restaurants, you know, you can have smoothies and acai bowls and raw dishes and juices and all this great stuff. Yep, I'm still booking a colon hydrotherapy session when I get back. Why? Because colon is always first. Remember, it's like taking out the trash. When we cleanse in order, it is colon, kidney, liver parasites, and heavy metals is always last. We cannot send out dead parasites and the toxins the liver is holding on to through a colon that is backed up or the lining has not been repaired. Colon hydrotherapy is also life-changing because you are getting rid of the most amount of toxins at once. I have incorporated it a lot more into my, let's put it this year, this way, yearly kind of maintenance. I've always done a liver parasite cleanse twice a year, spring and autumn. Always done colon hydrotherapy, like, uh, I don't know, two, three, four times a year, something like that. In the last year, I've done it a lot more. And even though it's not as much as when I first cleansed, where I did 11 in a row, about once a week, sometimes twice a week, until I moved on to the next detoxification pathway, which was kidney. I've incorporated colon hydrotherapy a lot more in the last year and a half, and I, <laughs> it is still the biggest and best tool in my health belt, and my health belt, and I notice a difference. My naturopath said to me when I was working with her intensely, when I first started doing all this cleansing, and she's like, gosh, I really miss colon hydrotherapy. She goes, I never felt as good as when I was getting on that colon hydrotherapy, hydrotherapy table regularly. And yes, colonics. I just happen to say the very PC version, but something magical happens when we send water in through the colon. 
what is what do they do in Gerson therapy? G-E-R-S-O-N, the natural way of treating cancer. They do two things. Juicing, juicing meaning all the pulp and fiber is removed. So we can immediately, the body can immediately absorb all the enzymes and nutrients. It doesn't have to expel any energy and digestion. We're just giving it the weapons it needs, so to speak, to destroy these cancer cells. And then what else do we need to give it? What else is the other protocol of Gerson therapy? You're doing daily, like sometimes six, seven coffee enemas a day. They're doing coffee enemas. There's a whole different thing why they're doing coffee enemas. It stimulates the liver. So the liver can dump all the toxins that it filters out. But again, they're cleaning out the gut. They're doing juicing and cleaning out the gut. Enemas don't get as far as colon hydrotherapy. I definitely recommend going back and listening to the two episodes my naturopath and I did on colon hydrotherapy. And you may be saying, Noelle, I tuned in because I want to know what to do to stay healthy when traveling or just good wellness tips in general. But gut is that important. Colon hydrotherapy is number one. And then the colon powder for my naturopath is number two. And when I am more regular and consistent with those, I do notice a difference. As a side note, I do get, and not to toot my own horn, this really does happen quite a bit, probably almost about once a week, once every two weeks, definitely several times a month, a stranger will say to me, because I'm very chatty, I talk to a lot of people, My it's just kind of my energy, and people will say to me, your skin glows. Sometimes they, they don't really say, what do you do? I remember one time I went for a, I went to, I was going to do a, a float tank. And so I had no makeup on, no nothing, like not even like nothing on. And, and then I, I did my float session in the float tank and I came out and the people at the desk had changed. And the guy said to me, he goes, oh, he goes, the woman who was here before, she said, tell her that she has the most gorgeous skin. And I'm actually somebody that definitely struggled with acne growing up. I did all these special sort of treatments and, and blue lights and all this weird, wacky shit. And I now have a, a, a standard blanket answer to tell people when they say, what do you do? Your skin glows. And it has nothing to do with creams or lotions and potions. My skincare routine is probably really sad <laughs> because I'm, I'm not well-versed in all that stuff. I use clean green products but I don't do a lot it's more it's so it's nothing the lotions and the moisturizers and the serums I put on my skin it's actually what I take out of my body so the three things for the glowing skin one is I tell people I start out my day with a juice and I'm going to get into this um, when I go over all the items for traveling because that's what I mix my colon powder into Yes, when I travel, it's not a juice that I've made, but for the glowing skin, the first thing to hit my cells in the morning is a juice that I made. It's not even water. And I do find when I have a juice in the morning versus having one or two glasses of water, I actually don't go to the bathroom, meaning I don't pee because I'm absorbing it more when it's a juice. Juice is the cleanest water outside of getting it from some beautiful waterfall or spring in the middle of... untouched forest or jungle, juicing is the cleanest water on earth. It hasn't been sent through pipes. It hasn't been sent through any filtration system. It is just 
absorbed from it's the water from those plants from those plants from those fruits and veggies and so it's a juice that I've made in my juicer that is the that keeps the nutrients and doesn't spin them or break them apart at a high at a high rate or temperature it's produce that is organic that I know that I've washed correctly and that's the first thing to hit my cells in the morning it's not coffee I don't drink coffee I'm not a coffee drinker and it's not even water I feel that I got very clear guidance over a year ago from my angels and guides to be like, you need to keep up with this juicing. And it is a commitment to wash all the stuff. My The chute on my juicer is very small, so I've got to cut stuff up. My juicer has a lot of parts, so i got to wash it. I don't just, my mom has a juicer where it's just three parts and she can just easily wash them all. It's a commitment, but I that's one of the things I commit to. So juice for glowing skin, um, first thing to hit my cells in the morning it's easy when I haven't had anything you know for eight nine ten twelve hours um, juice first thing in the morning remember coffee be careful is very dehydrating it also pushes us into fight or flight it does not give us energy and it robs the body of a ton of minerals and most people are not getting the minerals they need because our soil is so depleted and green beans just have 50 percent less calcium than they did 30 years ago so we're just not um, people are not are not really understanding the way to remineralize um, the body, and there are some ways uh, to do that because we have to do it with more than just food, um, food that we're buying from the store or even growing ourselves. So juice is the first thing. I also tell people um, that I sleep under a pyramid, which is the absolute truth. I won't get into too much of the pyramid talk, but basically things don't rot under a pyramid. Um, if you put razor blades under a pyramid, it will get sharper. They will get sharper. Um, if you put like drooping plants, they will perk up. You can give pyramid water to pets and plants and yourself. So I sleep under a pyramid. I tell people things don't rot under a pyramid. They say you look younger after sleeping under a pyramid. It's now been, I don't know, three years I've been sleeping under a pyramid. So... I've had a, a guy friend who told me he made his own pyramid and people told him he looked younger. And this was somebody with a mustache and a beard. So for somebody to tell a guy that he looked younger, I think that's a great testament to uh, to pyramid power. Uh, so the juicing, a pyramid, and then um, colon hydrotherapy is the third thing I tell people when they ask about skin. Because you are building on the water, the hydration of the colon hydrotherapy, especially if I'm going like once a month instead of once every two to three months, you will notice a difference. Your skin will start to glow. You're cleaning out the plaque on the colon wall. Even somebody like me who I very rarely eat out. If I do travel, it's maybe like, you know, twice a year. It's not all every other week or something. So I keep my diet pretty clean. All my juices, of course, I do find colon hydrotherapy when I'm on that table more regularly my skin does glow so um, I'm not gonna say shameless because again it's I'm proud to talk about the the importance and uh, of colon hydrotherapy it is that important so that's the quick list and we're going to dive more into the details of all of that next Now, let's expand a little bit on this list. I listed them out for you before. So it was colon powder, 
for my naturopath, tincture from the liver parasite cleanse, a grounding wristband, it could be a grounding mat as well, um, some sort of EMF protection, definitely on your body, helpful if you even have things on your devices like a phone, computer, if you're traveling with that, uh, no tea or coffee on an airplane, lavender essential oil, um, ginger, some sort of ginger you can travel with that you can make a tea out of, maybe it's a ginger tincture, um, maybe it's a I don't know, even if you want to make a lotion or something out of ginger. Ginger is just really good for the human body. Um, a squatty potty, and then, of course, the colon hydrotherapy appointment for when we return. Now, getting more into detail, so the colon powder I was talking about, how it 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 adds bulk, it binds to toxins, so it keeps things moving with the bulk, it, it pulls out toxins, and repairs that lining of the gut. Now, at home, just in my daily life, I don't take the colon powder every day. I actually muscle test it, and I do have a video on YouTube with a great way to muscle test. People really like this. They find it's really easy to do it this way versus other ways they're not sure if something is a yes or a no. Um, so when I'm at home and not traveling, I don't take the colon powder on the daily. I ask my body. Sometimes I can go weeks and it will say no. Sometimes, of course, it wants it five days in a row. Now, when I'm traveling... I do take it daily because again, you're, you're just not in your element and you want something that keeps you regular. And I will say that I've, I went on a raw food retreat to India and definitely had some people say to me like, oh gosh, raw food and in India, aren't you afraid of like deli belly? I mean, I had a friend who went years ago, years ago, over 20 years ago. And she said that her and her sister would take shots of vodka before they ate stuff so that they had the alcohol in their stomachs to kill anything. Well, I guess you could still do that. I guess that would work. I now have the colon powder from my naturopath and the tincture, remember, from the liver parasite cleanse kit. Just the tincture, not the clove capsules. So the colon powder I will mix into, you know, a smoothie isn't usually around when I travel unless I'm you know, staying in like an Airbnb where you can make your own stuff. Usually a juice, there's always some sort of juice available. If I have to, I will mix it in water. Now, this is something I'm pretty, I want to say pretty strict with um, for a couple reasons. What I'm strict with is, yeah, using the colon powder, sure, I use it daily. It doesn't matter when you take it. You don't have to take it in the AM. You can take it in, at evening and in in the afternoon, at lunch, doesn't matter. The thing I'm strict with is kind of how I start out my day. I, I, I am that way at home in my own surroundings, but definitely when I travel, because again, you don't know what your meals are going to be like. You don't know what's going to be available to you. Even if you look up a, a great restaurant or a juice bar, it, maybe it's closed when you get there. I think we've all had stuff like that happen. Again, you don't know what's available. So if I start out my morning, and I think most people have probably experienced this at some point, if you started out with something, start out your day, your body, your energy levels with something heavy and sticky, which is pretty much all the breakfast items at hotels when you're traveling, which are things like croissants and pan au chocolat and granola and yogurt, completely dead food, so mucus forming, you know, dairy, um, and even just cereals, like cereal doesn't fill you up. It's never filled me up. I mean, it, it's, you know, fun to eat, but 
I kind of want three bowls of it instead of just one. Um, or muffins and things like that or toast or something. This is very sticky, heavy stuff. I know what it's like if I have something, I literally feel my body and my energy. It's like going from fifth gear. I feel it downshift into third gear. So I feel like the rest of my day, maybe it's a total crapshoot. Maybe it's a total shit show. But at least to start out my day, I don't want to start out so low, so heavy, so sluggish. So I am strict when I travel and that and usually, no matter where I've been, there's always like there's always fruit. Maybe there isn't a juice. Maybe there isn't. Maybe the only kind of fruit is bananas, just something that they can easily put out and doesn't, you know, spoil super fast. Um, usually, there's something like bananas and apples and oranges or little tangerines or something. Fine, um, but I keep it simple. I I will do a juice and mix in my colon powder, and I will have fruit. And that way I'm not mixing, I'm sticking, adhering to the fact that you should eat fruit on an empty stomach. Remember, if we eat fruit with other things, like if we eat it as dessert after a meal, it ferments and it creates a lot of gas, a lot of bloating in the body. It's really hard for the body to break down. Ideally, fruit should be eaten alone, no matter when we eat it. Even if we eat it later in the day, hopefully we haven't had other food. We should ideally eat fruit alone. And fruit, remember, is the only food that, that has zero mucus, is zero mucus forming for the body when eaten alone. So I keep my mornings clean, high vibe. I don't have the cereal. I don't have the pano chocolate. I don't have the cookies. I don't have the toast. I don't have the cereal. None of that. Don't get me wrong. I've been sometimes some places where I'll wrap up, you know, a pano chocolate, but I will have it later on as like an afternoon treat. I don't start out my my mornings like that. So that I think is a big key. Um, it's not easy. People will definitely look at me. I've had people look at me of when I've been on a trip with them for a while. And they're like, <laughs> funny, because when I went to this um, Castello recently, I was there for pretty much almost three weeks um, in October in Italy. And there's um, a wonderful woman who comes in in the mornings and she, you know, makes the beds, but she's the one who's in charge of getting the breakfast up. And even when I went back there recently and there wasn't guests there, it was just kind of me. She said, sometimes they don't come down in the, in, until later in the morning. And she said, oh, she goes, I know. Noelle's just juice and fruit, just juice and fruit. So she knows my pattern now. She knows that, yeah, I don't have to, she doesn't have to put out the basket of, of pastries or cereal or get out the yogurt. She's like, I know, Noelle, just, just juice and fruit. And that's it. I keep it really simple. And like I said, you can always find fruit in pretty much any hotel you go to. Not that the other stuff isn't tempting. Not that I, I did do it one morning out of the three weeks when I was in Italy. But one morning versus every beginning to the day is very different than that. And as a side note, when I saw my colon hydrotherapist when I returned, I told her we, should, we talked about my trip. She's a friend. And we talked about things and she was, I was surprised at how shocked she was, not because she knows me, but because she sees people that travel and they're out entertaining clients. And she said, you know, they're eating like all this meat and alcohol and heavy stuff. And she's like, they just, not that they go, not that you go destroy your gut in like three weeks or in a week or traveling, but she was really impressed that I stuck to it. Well, 
I don't like how I feel when my energy is a downshift. So that's what keeps me motivated. I don't want the rest of my day to be in third gear. If I want to bring things up to fifth gear, I can operate from that place versus trying to get it to fifth gear is not, is, is not fun if you, if you just can't, if you can't get it there and you want it to be there. All right. So um, obviously looking for healthy spots. This is something no matter where I go, I'm just kind of always looking up places and writing them down. And definitely if it's Europe, things aren't always open. So I'm making sure they open on a Sunday or they closed on a Monday. Definitely write down some places you want to go. Remember, health does not just fall from the sky. I think anybody knows traveling, you're kind of not left. If you're into healthy eating, you don't really sometimes have a lot of options. So do seek out things. I do write down, oh, I definitely want to go to this juice bar or this restaurant. At least one or two healthy meals is better than none and being left with sometimes just not the best options. If there is a juice bar, I always do try to go to some place with like juices or smoothies because they always have takeaway. And if they don't, I have them put it in a container that I can just easily put in my little fridge back at the hotel. I take things for the next day so that I know what I have and I know I can mix my colon powder into it. I know I can start out the day with that. I don't have the limited resources at the buffet at the hotel. So definitely, definitely look up a juice bar or a few places you could go to. I don't let it dictate every meal, but I make sure I know that, okay, I I have one or two options to check out while I'm traveling. Now, when we're getting to... Um, let's talk about the body scanners really quick at the airport. As I said, um, I've been opting out of these for years. I just simply say, I don't want to do the scanner. That's all I say. It's not some big legal lawful statement. I say, I just say, I don't want to do the body scanners. Nobody does anything. They don't look at me. They don't roll their eyes. They just yell female assist. (laughs) And like I said, you have to wait a little bit. You just stand off to the side while everybody else goes through the body scanners Basically, you don't have to show me the studies that show that people who work um, by those have higher rates of cancer. It's just you don't need to go through a body scanner. Not because I'm wearing like tight jeans or tight pants. Clearly, I'm not packing heat in my full leather leggings. But I don't, the body doesn't, we don't need more radiation to the body. I don't need to radiate my food by using a microwave. I don't need to buy spices that are radiated. I um, are treated with radiation. So I opt out. And like I said, they just call somebody over and they pat you down and that's it. Um, Sometimes they've even just been like, just come through because they're just so busy that I don't have people to do it. It's not, um, it's really not a big deal. I will go through a metal detector But I will not do those stupid full body scanners where you put your arms over your head and the whole thing scans your body. No, way too much radiation and that need not be happening. Um, So you can definitely opt out of the body scanners. That's really easy to do. Um, For EMF protection, I've uh, talked about how, yes, I, I do wear like Organite in my pockets. I throw a few little Organite pieces in the bottom of my handbag. It's it's great at EMF protection. It's also great at dispelling negative energy. Excuse me, at dispelling negative energy. Um, I get it from my astrologer. I'll list her information in uh, the description of this podcast if you want to get the same pendant from her. <clears throat> but I keep that in my pocket daily. Um, I also, and again, 
I've never had any, nobody cares. It just looks like crystals, which is what it is, truthfully, um, in a in a slightly different way. But um, something also, too, I think is really easy to get, and I think everyone should be wearing one, is I have a Q-Link pendant on. I wear it to bed. I wear it every day. I just don't wear it in the shower. I'm sure that I could because it's not something that turns on or off. It is uh, the company Q-Link has been around for more than 30 years. So they are not new to the game of EMF protection and all this, you know, Wi-Fi and crazy stuff that's going around. They they know what they're doing. Um, the Q-Link pendant is, like I said, it doesn't turn on. It doesn't vibrate. It doesn't light up. It is called something, it's called sympathetic resonance technology. And what it is, is it is like a tuning fork for your body. So it keeps you at your own natural resonance. It does not block EMFs. It keeps your body at its own natural harmonious frequency versus feeling the effects of of the Wi-Fi that is swirling all around us. Remember, even though I can put my grounding wristband, and I'll talk about that next, I plug it in while I'm sitting at the at the airport, um, at the gate waiting to board, and then on the airplane, the, I can't really plug it in because nothing's grounded. I'm in a tin can, but there's still Wi-Fi swirling around. So I wear my Q-Link pendant. Like I said, I just take it off to shower, and as soon as I get out of the shower, I, I just put it back on over, over my head. Um, so, and Q-Link is interesting because when I first started wearing the pendant and I invite anybody to go onto Amazon and read the reviews, just type in Q-Link pendant. It will be S-T-R-3. It doesn't even matter the name. It's just Q-Link pendant. They only have one. Um, I bought mine directly from the Q-Link website, but go onto Amazon, type in Q-Link pendant and just read the reviews and you will be blown away. I should really write my own review because within the first three days of wearing it, I wanted to rip the darn thing off my neck. <laughs> I was like, I don't like this. What the heck is going on? It, It's almost like it took those three days. People have talked about in the reviews that it's taken a week or a month for them to really notice a difference. Mine was like the first three days and I felt like it's almost like it was clearing the gunk out of my energy field. I found people like came towards me. I had this one woman in particular. I think we've all met people like this where she asked me a question and I went to go answer and she's already asking me the next question. Like she doesn't even hear herself. She's just so like on and on and on. Talk about, talk about in uh, sympathetic dominance, you know, fight or flight, just on and on and on and on. And I don't get easily aggravated. I've done 15 liver parasite cleanses. That's liver's anger and frustration. I'm, people tell me, oh my God, you just exude <laughs> calm. I don't know how you could converse with this person or that person. I just have this, I don't know, weird calmness about me. But this woman, I like not irritated me, but I was like, I basically almost said to her, like, you have to quiet your mouth. You have to, you have to, um, you have to be quiet because she just went on and on and on. And I was like, this is not me. I am normally an ocean of calm. And it was, like I said, clearing the energetic gunk out. It was 
it was like bringing my body back to its own true harmonious state and so all the other garbage was leaving all the other gunk all the other frantic stuff was just coming right to my face and then moving right out so that was my first three days of wearing the q-link pendant and I was like I'm gonna return this thing I don't want it but now like I said I I but I still kept wearing it I didn't take it off um so that is super easy it's a hundred bucks and like I said, it doesn't wear out. It's not like you need to replace a battery. There is no battery. It's just the technology that they put in it to keep you at your own frequency. You can also put a Q-Link as a little sticker kind of raise thing on your phone. Um, my astrologer has one on her computer, on her mouse, on her touchpad, on everything she touches that's electronic. She has a Q-Link so her, her, your hand is touching it. It will keep you at your own energetic, uh, your own frequency versus again the EMFs kind of mental fogginess and all that stuff so that's something really easy Q-Link pendant organite shungite is another one I wear a shungite bracelet again you can get that from my astrologer I will list that um, and then avoiding uh, the the scanners at the airport is very easy to do <clears throat> excuse me on the other kind of connected to this as I talked about grounding I talked about before how it immediately sinks me to the time zone that I'm in that's more helpful for when I'm returning not that it doesn't help me going I just never felt I had problems going east so to speak or it's always kind of returning quote-unquote home but the grounding is good because same thing remember we are basically living in a battery and we are are not running off that excess charge enough. This is where we get static and the mind races and causes all this anxiety and thoughts and cloudiness and fogginess. And every outlet on this planet, realm, simulation, spinning ball, whatever it is you think we live on, I we don't live on it actually. We 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 um live in our body. We don't live on this planet we live in our body we um domicile we don't i domicile right now in chicago i don't live in chicago i live in my body but wherever you think we are on or in simulation wise the outlets whether i'm in india or i'm in south america or i'm in italy or i'm in finland whatever it is the outlets have to be grounded all of them no matter where you are in this in this world, they have to be grounded because if you plug a blender, if you plug a TV, if you plug a light into that outlet and it is not grounded, meaning running off that excess charge, it is literally run through touching the earth in some form, the light will flicker on and off. The blender will go in and out. The TV will go in and out. You also are basically a light, a blender, a TV. You are an electrical being. Remember, vitamins and minerals are electric. The body is is electric. It doesn't run on protein. It needs protein, but it's electric. Vitamins and minerals uh, are, are why they're so important. They're electric. They call it. They help create that spark, that energetic current. You also need to be plugged into the earth. So we do that by connecting with the earth physically with our bare feet, by being out in the earth. But we don't do that. We live in houses. We live in beds that are raised off the ground. We live in houses that are swimming with Wi-Fi and we're not connected to the earth. This is why I sleep on a grounding mat. 
it's plugged in, but plugged into that third rounded hole, the grounded part of the outlet. Now I could take the mat off my bed. As I was saying, it's very thin, but it has straps and it goes all the way around the bed. It would fold up and probably be the size of a hand towel. It's, it would be, it's super thin, but that's just a pain to rip it off my bed. So I just take this grounding wristband and the wristband has a little metal piece. I tighten it around my wrist and has a super long cord just like my grounding mat does. So I'm in hotel rooms, I'm in rooms, and the cord is traveling all the way across the room to whatever free outlet there is. And I'm sleeping with that grounding wristband on. When I'm in the airport, no matter if I'm sitting in Milan or if I'm sitting in O'Hare, I have my grounding wristband on. Everybody else is plugging in and charging their phone. I'm basically running off the excess charge of my body. I'm making sure I'm absorbing all those negative ions that radiate from the surface of the earth for free, which is what the grounding mat does. It's bringing all those negative ions from the outside to me, my body, so I can sleep on that. Because remember, all toxins are positively charged. This is also why the pyramid I sleep under generates negative ions as well. Hence, why I say people don't rot. You don't age under a pyramid. You don't I cannot put negative ions in a beauty jar and sell them. They soak up all those free radicals. So whether I'm getting the negative ions from a grounding mat, from connecting with the earth daily, putting my bare feet on it, I wish I could sleep outside connected to the earth. The body likes to be connected. All living creatures, they will move away sticks and leaves and everything else. Birds are the only ones who are like in a nest in a tree but they move stuff away from the earth. They'll move snow, they'll move sticks, they'll move leaves to sleep as close and connected to the earth as possible, except us humans. What are we doing? What are we doing? We're so disconnected because nature is the answer. Nature is the prayer. Nature is the medicine. Nature is the way home. Nature is the divine feminine. We say mother nature. We don't say father nature. Water is also feminine. Remember, fire is masculine energy, not an embodiment, an energy. This is why colon hydrotherapy, sending water in through the colon is immensely healing, cleansing, and the medicine that we need. All disease begins and ends in the gut. The colon must be cleansed before any disease can be reversed. How did my colon, so to speak, get to be so bad? It happens to everybody. After years of poor food choices, of stress, of all sorts of things, of eating, you know, gummy, sticky, mucus-forming foods, dairy number one, of course I had plaque and gunk on the colon wall. I did that at, I don't know, how old was I? 33, something like that. Um, so think about it. Some people go their whole life and never have a colon hydrotherapy session. I've maybe had, I don't know, gosh, 35 of them in my life thus far. I don't know. That's a, such a rough estimate. I'd have to think back. Maybe more. I don't have it every day. I don't even have it once a month. Usually about every two to three months, maybe two months, I have I get on that colon hydrotherapy table. So Mother Nature, getting back to the divine feminine, slowing down, intuition, allowing, receiving is what we need. We don't need more of the other and going and doing. We definitely need to take action on our divinely guided ideas, but we need a lot more rest 
<laughs> in between all that going and doing. So that is um, the grounding wristband. Like I said, super easy just to throw into. I don't throw it into my checked luggage, of course. I have it with me in my carry-on so that I can sit in the at the airport gate, so to speak, with my grounding wristband on and, and, and plugged in, but plugged in in a good way. Now, I shared um, a bit about not having tea, avoiding tea and coffee on an airplane because we, that water is super questionable, super dirty, super toxic. Um, bring a water bottle. I'll bring a water bottle and, and buy bottled water and dump it into there if you want something to drink. Personally, this is my own thing. I know this may seem extreme, but I'm sharing it because it's what I do. I feel it works really well. I don't eat on planes. I don't eat when I travel. What that means is, and yes, I'm usually taking long flights, eight, nine hour flights from Chicago to to Italy. And I say that because I don't really need food while I'm just sitting in a chair for eight, nine hours and then sitting in the airport and sitting in a car or in a cab or whatever it is. Also, you're really not in your element. You're kind of stressed. So you can't really focus on digestion. I don't know. I just don't need to, if I'm just sitting, I don't really need to eat for eight or nine hours. I find it just keeps things really simple and really easy. I will hydrate. I'll drink um, water definitely, or if there's some place where I can get a juice, fine. But outside of that, I take healthy snacks with me. I have them in my carry-on. Sometimes if I really want it, I have it. But I just kind of stick to my rule. I don't eat. I don't eat the food on an airplane because it's just a chemical shitstorm. It's it's such chemical crap. It's been heated in a microwave. Talk about absorbing radiation. It's been heated in foil, aluminum foil, the heavy metals. It's not really food. It's so salty because you lose kind of your taste buds at when you're flying at that, you know, high of an altitude. It's just a chemical shitstorm. Who knows what's in there? You don't ever get to see the ingredient list. It's I don't consider it food at all. It really just grosses me out. I just just don't eat. It's more of a mental thing. You have to get there mentally, be strong just to not eat. So I'll eat before, you know, the cab picks me up to go to the airport. I'll maybe have, I don't know, fruit or an avocado toast or whatever, whatever's left in my fridge that I have to eat. But that's it. Then I don't eat when I'm at the airport and I don't eat when I'm on the plane. And once I get someplace, I'll go for a nice meal. But that's it. I just kind of keep things simple. That way I don't have to rush to a bathroom or worry about my stomach being upset. Just find it's just better if I if I do it that way. Um, in terms of healthy snacks, I'll take things obviously organic, gluten-free. I'll take things that are sprouted. So sprouted pumpkin seeds, sprouted snack bars, um, just so again, it's super easy on digestion. And, um, and those would be the kind of healthy snacks. Obviously, you can't really take you know, fresh fruit or, or or things like that. But so I'll just go for all kind of sprouted snacks. Um, and I definitely make sure that nothing has sugar in it. Remember, as my naturopath shared that just three ounces of sugar reduces your immune system by 50% for up to five hours. So this is also why you don't know what's in things, especially if you're eating food on an airplane, guaranteed as some form of sugar. I just keep it simple. I just drink water. I don't really need it. Eh, I'm not really doing much. I'm just reading, journaling, listening to music. I think my body can survive without food for that long. Um, Now moving on, I talked about lavender essential oil. So the only airline, this was many years ago, perhaps it's changed. My naturopath said that filters the air on an airplane 
is uh, Emirates, is Emirates Airline. And I have flown that airline. I don't know if I noticed a difference, but she said every other uh, airline just um, recycles the air. It's not actually filtered. Now, I still use the lavender essential oil when I was flying that airline just because I'm kind of used to it. It's nice. It's calming. It's relaxing. She said just to take it and rub it on the outside of your nostrils every two hours, the lavender essential oil. Like I said, it's really relaxing, really lovely. So I keep that on hand for sure. I do, I, I will travel with my own like little like hand soap because a lot of times in hotels, it's still going to be chemical crap. Um, I'll travel with some little Dr. Bronner's um, liquid soap if I need to wash things, if you need to wash out, you know, some underwear or socks or need a shirt again so that I can just simply wash something in the sink. It's a non-toxic soap. Um, and I will travel with a hand sanitizer um, because sometimes you really don't have access to a sink or sink or any soap. And I use the brand I kind of have just defaulted to because it's easy to get. The other one is from Australia is a brand called Heretic. Um, they're actually the cleanest uh, perfume brand around. They use no aroma chemicals, no synthetics, and they are the only perfume brand I have ever heard of that uses non-GMO um, sugarcane alcohol for their perfumes. Other perfumes may say, oh, we don't use synthetics. We don't use aroma chemicals. Oh, we're vegan. But what's the alcohol they're putting it in? Is it toxical, toxic GMO crap that's being sprayed on your skin, no filter, and it easily absorbed into your body? So they have a hand sanitizer. It's They only have one. It's called Dirty Lavender. I think it's great. It's lavender. That's really the only one I use and just travel with. Um, again, easy to reorder, and I just use that. I find them to be a really, really clean brand. Um, dirty marketing <laughs> with a dirty rose and floorgasm and dirty fig and scandalwood and all this stuff but their scents are amazing very unique it, it's not no offense Lola Bo, but it's not essential find on everybody and um again a really a really clean clean band and great scents really really good scents um perfumes and then um getting to the end of the list I talked about ginger ginger I have a little ginger tincture I will use that several times a day like I said it's very warming um, I find it's great if you've had something sugary in a dessert and you're out, I'll take the ginger tincture after that. I have now started traveling with a tea. It is first from Organic Olivia. She shared this in 2020 when she was, um, her parents, so to speak, had COVID really bad and she was just um, looking for kitchen medicine items that we could all use that really helped, um, you know, combat the 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 connection between what's going on in the microbiome in our mouth and the microbiome in our gut and was finding that people who just brush their teeth in hospitals after an hour after eating recovered faster than people who didn't she found a link between i think it might have been that and heart attacks maybe it was just that they healed faster maybe it wasn't the heart attacks it was something about that and one of the other things aside from brushing our teeth an hour after a meal was <clears throat> Something that specifically is going on in orange peels. All citrus, it could be grapefruit, it could be lemon, it could be lime, but specifically more orange. So she created a tea, which you can now buy, but she also was was playing with the recipe and sharing it with everybody before she created this tea. And 
it just has to have two main things, orange peels. So if you're making it yourself, make sure you are cleaning, washing the oranges really good if you're going to use the orange peels before you cut into it and eat the orange because oranges are one of the top five foods sprayed with glyphosate. So you always want to buy organic oranges, especially if you're going to be making this tea yourself. One of the other high foods I'm going to actually share sprayed in glyphosate is almonds. This is why there's a lot, a lot, a lot of gluten-free, vegan, paleo, all that stuff out there. And I look and I watch it with my eyes on the daily where everything in the, in the item is organic, except there's almond flowers, almond flour in it or almonds, and it's not organic. And for me, that's a hard no. Maybe that sounds extreme. Again, some other things for me, I just kind of say yes to because it's... If you're not making it yourself, you gotta, you gotta, there's some places where you gotta give, but I really don't want glyphosate. It's been found in, you know, um, breast milk samples from women. It's been found in babies. It's just so, it's found in things. We even now have certain brands that say these oats are glyphosate free or this is glyphosate free because there's just so much runoff and residue. And, I don't want to say it's difficult to get rid of in the body, but it's it's not good and it's very, very highly toxic. And I see all these products with all these almonds and almond flour and it is not organic. Those almonds are sprayed with glyphosate. That's a hard no for me. There's not a lot of brands out there that have things where it's all organic, including the almonds. There's a handful and I know what they are because they're the ones I buy. But outside of that, there's a lot that aren't. And I see it in people's grocery carts. And I'm not sure if they know. I'm not sure if for them it's not a hard no. But for me, that's a hard no. I want to make sure the almonds that I'm using are organic, meaning hopefully they don't have that glyphosate on them. So uh, the tea was any sort of citrus peel, but definitely orange peel. And then ginger, just a nice big knob of ginger. Oh, I'm sorry. I, it was orange peel, not ginger. It was orange peel. And the other second had to be ingredient was fennel. And it can, it's fennel seeds that you get from the grocery store, just the, that you buy in the little spice aisle. It's not a fennel bulb. We have to buy it and chop it up and dry it and make it into a tea. It's just the little fennel seeds. So I, after I wash oranges and, and eat them or juice them, I save the rinds and I throw in about three strips of the rind with a little sprinkle of fennel seeds. She said you can add in other things like garlic and rosemary and other things. I add in a knob of ginger because again, ginger is so good. It's something warming we would take daily. I throw in the ginger, orange peels, a little bit of fennel, little goes a long way. In the largest pot I have, boil it, simmer it until golden about 15, 20 minutes. And I fill up two big mason jars and that's tea. And I have that tea daily, one cup a day on an empty stomach, usually before I eat lunch or before I eat dinner. And when I'm consistent with that, whew, there is, I have no bloating, no nothing. Even before I get my moon cycle, it is like, I have nothing. My lower abdomen is like as flat as a board. This tea really does something to balance out the microbiome in your mouth, which then is is affecting your gut. Remember, a lot of times if we're having problems with our teeth and gums, it's actually a reflection. It's not starting in the mouth first. It's a reflection of what's going on in the body. 
not because every teeth is, is connected to an organ and a vertebrae. It's because there's something that's eroding it from like deeper down, not, not starting in the mouth. It's a reflection of like, oh, there's a weakness here in the kidneys or there's a weakness here in the small intestine. So something happens, something happens with, uh, with, with balancing out the microbiome in the gut. It's very, very powerful. So when I travel, I've dried out orange peels and I've stuck um, into a little baggie orange peels and fennel seeds. And then I um, take the ginger tincture with me. So I will make this tea if I'm in a place where I can boil some hot water. I'll throw in a little bit of the ginger tincture at the end. And this way I'm always making sure I'm having this, somebody calls it my moons and stars tea, you can call it microbiome tea, you can call it organic Olivia's tea, you can call it kitchen medicine, whatever it is, I'm telling you, it really, really works. All right, I probably talked your ear off a little bit more than planned, but if you're still with me, thank you for being here. As a, a few final notes, the online cleansing course with my naturopath is now open and available until March 26, 2023. This is where you will get a customized colon powder. She will customize it based on what is in your iridology. That's also where she'll give you diet recommendations. Maybe there are foods or things you need for kidney. Maybe that's showing up for you or a lot of heavy metals. So she'll recommend, you know, these type of foods or, or this to help you with that. Um, and then you'll also get uh, the 18-day liver parasite cleanse. And then of course, all my videos and recipes and clean switch recommendations. There's even switches of beauty products for men. So um, you know, mouthwash and shaving cream and perfume and deodorant and all that stuff. Um, a stain stick that actually really works for laundry. Uh, everything and anything, a, a air filter, a water filter, a showerhead filter, like I said, recipes, everything is linked. Everything and anything I've switched and learned over the years, I have learned and poured it into this course. I've Every year I update it and remove things and add things. Uh, there's a part on EMF protection, a whole bunch of stuff. And to remember, we've talked about the colon powder, but the liver parasite cleanse is 18 days. You'll get the tincture and the clove capsules. Remember, you can eat and do whatever you want during those 18 days. It's just advised that we try to avoid alcohol and dairy during those 18 days. You can do it. It, we're just trying to give the liver a rest for those 18 days and trying to get the most amount, the, the best results we can out of the cleanse by avoiding those two things that are a little bit harder on the liver. But you, outside of that, you just take however many drops of the tincture and the clove capsules it says on the sheet for the 18 days, and that's it. You eat and do whatever else you want. It's not a fast. You're not making juices. You're not making special recipes. You're just following the protocol. And remember, starting seven to eight days before the full moon, because remember the full moon is when the parasites come out to feast, so you want the herbs in your system by the time they come out. So you're starting that uh, those the clove capsules and the and the tincture seven to eight days before a full moon and then once you do that you can reach out to her as I do every six months and do say hey I, ne I need another liver parasite cleanse and keep up with it every six months which is what I do as maintenance 
you can continue and go on and do other things, kidney, heavy metal, but that would be something on your own time and own accord. Um, and then lastly, I didn't really uh, talk much in the last section about a squatty potty. Basically, like I said, a lot of people do know about this. It's I have just the original plastic one. I don't have a travel one. It's something that helps you just elevate your feet a little bit so that your knees and legs are not at an exact 90 degree angle when you are going to the bathroom. And what this does is it just raises your knees a little bit so they're not at that 90 degree angle. It's a little bit more so that it's undoing like the kink in the um, sigmoid, the last part of the colon, when we raise it up a little bit, because how that's how you would go in nature before we had toilets, you would squat, and so your knees would be higher than the rest of, like, than your thighs, you would be able to have a full elimination, a full bowel movement. There would basically be, like, nothing left, and that's the point of a squatty potty. So I know maybe that seems like a lot of information, I don't take a travel one. There are travel ones, like a plastic fold-up one you can take. As I said, I just use, if there's like a, 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 a little waste paper bin next to the toilet, I'll just scoot that over and put my feet on there so my knees are raised. Or if there's a little basket that usually has like toilet paper and I just, again, scoot that over, put my feet on there. I just kind of work with <laughs> what's what's available. But again, it's all going back to this gut to cleaning out the gut to proper elimination and I know this seems like a lot I talked about it a lot in this episode I've talked about it It was again the first podcast episode that I had my naturopath on with me it's because gut health truly is everything when I look around at humanity and I think one of the biggest things preventing them from from moving forward or aligning with their natural state, which is love, joy, health, and abundance, is because they can't either hear their intuition. A lot of times, yes, they can hear it, but then they can't trust it. They, It's hard, yes, to trust in the unseen. But why can't they trust it? Because their gut is destroyed. Their gut has not been cleaned out. The lining, the one cell wall thick lining of the gut has not been repaired. It is that delicate. Now, as a side side note, I do have in my notes here, and I might as well go over this and share this. What destroys that one cell wall thick lining? The first thing I wrote down is stress. Not only did I talk about that before, and that what is the first thing to constrict to be affected when under stress? Not just making your your flight or your gait on time, just stress in general, stress of life, of daily life, it is the gut. The first thing to react, to feel that the effect of that is the gut. Like I said, it's not the lungs, it's not the spleen, it's not the stomach, it's not your throat, it is the gut. We, I think we all really underestimate the power of stress on the human body and the gut is the number one thing affected. So that does destroy the lining of the gut. So stress is number one. Pesticides. So many people are not washing things properly. I share this all the time and people look at me like, oh snap, how are you supposed to wash things? I need an acid? What is this? I wasn't taught this. It wasn't until I met with my naturopath and she's like, 
um, there's some irritation showing up in your iridology with the stomach. Are you, how are you washing things when you're making your smoothies? And I told her and she's like, uh, no, you need an acid. So I share this over and over again. I have a YouTube video. I talk about it with strangers. Has 99% of people look at me and they're like, I didn't know that. I didn't know you can't just rinse things under the faucet. You can't just rinse the strawberries under a faucet. You need to put it in a glass bowl, not metal or plastic, with filtered water and an acid. Lemon juice. I don't care. Grapefruit juice, lime juice, apple cider vinegar, some sort of acid to kill the to wash off the pesticides, the bacteria, the harmful bacteria, the parasites. You cannot just wash things, even herbs. I see people get herbs, uh, you know, on cooking shows. They just have these beautiful herbs sitting in these cups, whether it's, you know, basil or sage or rosemary. And I'm thinking, yeah, they probably just took it out of the thing from the grocery store or their garden and are just chopping it up and putting it on the dish. You need to wash that. What little bug landed on that with his little dirty feet and pooped or peed on it or whatever he did? You need to wash those herbs. And people wonder why they uh, have so much health stuff because the intake of toxins and harmful bacteria, the body cannot keep up. There's crap that falls from the sky. Even not all pesticides wash off. We do our best, but it just, or they eat out a lot and stuff is not washed properly. It's just, it's just one of the steps you can take to reduce the toxic load coming in. So what harms the lining of the gut, destroys the lining of the gut, is stress, is pesticides, parasites. We've talked about parasites a lot. Alcohol. Alcohol is silent inflammation in the body. It really has no place in the body. And it destroys the one cell wall thick lining of the gut. I, the way I describe it is I'm not sober, but I don't drink. This means if I want to have a drink, I have it. But if I'm having it, it's because I really want it. I don't not never drink, but I don't, I don't, the first thing I do when I sit down and go out to dinner is not order a glass of wine. Or when I was in Italy, I was pretty much the only person not drinking. It just doesn't really excite me. Again, I don't like the way it makes me feel. I literally feel my body downshift and I don't, I don't like it. I don't love it. I don't like it at all. So, but again, if I want to have a drink, I do because I'm not sober. I just don't drink. I don't like what it does to the body at all. Um, so alcohol destroys the one in cell wall lining of the gut. Remember to each their own. I tell people you have to decide what your 90-10 is. You have to decide what your 80-20 is, what your 60-40 is, whatever it is. Some things for me are hard no. Some things are, you know, a little more malleable and flexible. Alcohol for me isn't a super hard no, but it's 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 high up there. It's not something I just immediately pour myself a glass of wine with, with a meal. Maybe you have it once a week. Maybe that works for you. If you're battling inflammation and a bunch of stuff, I would say, eh, probably don't do the alcohol until you give your body a chance to, you know, battle some of the other inflammation. Help your body out. Um, but maybe that the alcohol is your 80-20, your 60-40, whatever it is, 70-30. Um, fried foods. Fried foods destroy the lining of the gut. So obviously this can be anything fried. Um, even chips would be fried. Obviously French fries, deep fried stuff. Um, I love arancini. Who doesn't love um, arancini? But that stuff is fried. Do I not have that? Never. No, but it's not the first thing, again, I order on a menu, and it's not things I make in my own kitchen. 
I don't make fried stuff in my kitchen. I may have it or taste something here and there. Again, your body's not going to go off the deep end from having things there. There. Decide what your 80-20 is. Decide what your 90-10 is. Um, smoking also as well and heavy metals. Heavy metals just quickly kind of, they fall from the sky. They um, certain um, definitely if we're eating tomatoes that have been canned tomatoes that are in a can, when I buy tomatoes, they're in a jar from the tomatoes from the grocery store. I do not buy canned tomatoes. Any acidic food will definitely leach metals from a can. I've never seen one restaurant, not that I've worked behind the scenes in all restaurants where they have used jarred tomatoes. They've all used canned tomatoes. So again, are you eating there every day? Are you having that all the time? Heavy metals, um, lawn fertilizer, heavy metals. If you live in a city, all, all that pollution from cars, there's a lot of heavy metals with that. So um, heavy metals are kind of unfortunately, um, kind of can't avoid them, but those are one of the things that will destroy that precious lining of the gut. So it is important for humanity to definitely incorporate cleansing. We got to clean out. Food is powerful, herbs are powerful, all that stuff, tinctures, teas, yes, but we got to clean out. At some point, we got to get into cleansing. And then that means that we're letting go in the mental emotional arena. And then we have to make sure we're always working on the gut. It goes back to that. I'm always incorporating something new like this tea or doing more colon hydrotherapy sessions or... um I don't know, just other other little things. There's always almost something to do for gut health. It is imperative. Humanity has a hard time with that because trust your gut. What does your gut say? That's your intuition, the seat of your intuition. If your gut is destroyed, you're going to have a hard time hearing and moving forward. It's just how it is. Gut health is everything. All right, so I think I've talked about gut and all that travel stuff, probably, like I said, more so than what we signed up for. Uh, remember that my website to connect with me or let me know what podcast episodes you'd like to see in the future or questions is lifting-the-veil.com. You know, I've shared it before, but if it doesn't have the dashes in between the words, it looks a little bit like lifting the evil, which is kind of what it is. And remember, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, if you can give it as many stars as you can, that is always greatly appreciated. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you found this inspiring, helpful, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.